Let's get it. What's up? What's up, Trey? How you doing, my guy? Dude, doing well, doing well. Congratulations on the great news, man. I know how hard you work, and uh, I'm stoked for you, bro. This is awesome. Dude, I appreciate you so much, and I just can't thank you for enough for, you know, um, your support through this entire thing, man. I really, really appreciate you, and um, yeah, that's uh, just thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Anytime, bro. All right, well, let's get right into it. Um, as Everyone knows now Kevin Durant will be returning to the Brooklyn Nets next year to go alongside Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. And they also picked up TJ Warren and Royce O'Neal. So they had been planning for this for a long time. I feel like they weren't making a rebuilding team's moves. They were making win now moves. Um, so they held strong. Josiah held strong, did not fire Sean Marks, did not fire Steve Nash. It's going to be kind of an awkward situation next year, but um, Coop and I kind of covered it from the Grizzly side of things, but we have to discuss it from Brooklyn side of things. So, Trey, how are you feeling about Brooklyn now finally getting their big three? Everybody's healthy going into next season. Well, that's the thing. I still feel like there's so many question marks just because of the personnel in that big three. You know, KD loves the hoop. He's definitely going to be there unless he has some injury that he actually holds him out. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I feel like it's a prove-it year for the other two and Ben and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. But do you – trust them enough do you trust them and like I I don't know if I can really put that trust in but -hmm. at the same time I look at that supporting cast around the nets that they have and they have a squad man they have a real squad so like if everyone buys in I could easily see them making a finals run yeah yeah I could I could definitely see that I was uh making a video this morning and it was I I see their absolute ceiling as a conference finals team just because they did get swept in the first round. Yes, Ben Simmons is coming back. I don't know if just him, TJ Warren, and Royce O'Neal by themselves can really fix that. They did lose Bruce Brown. Kyrie is going to be playing for a contract, so that that definitely has some say in all of this. So you're right. I mean, Ben and Kai have a lot to prove, but I just don't know if they run into some type of injury or, like you said, can you trust these guys? So my ceiling's at conference finals, but – I don't know. It's it's going to be another soap opera for sure. Oh, it's going to be super interesting. And I have a question now since you already brought it up. Perfect. But if you were Steve Nash, how would you feel with KD coming back into the building after those remarks he made of, I want you, I want Nash and the GM fired? As, as job security, I don't feel the best, even though I am relieved that the owner didn't cave. I still have my job. But everyone knows he's on the hot seat going into next year and your best player doesn't want you there. It's not a good feeling walking in to work every day knowing that. So it's – I feel under a lot of pressure if I'm I'm Steve Nash next year. That's how I feel. How do you feel about it? Uh, Yeah, I feel feel the same way with the pressure thing. I mean, I'm walking in there and, like, I'm – like, I'd be kind of like, bro, you called for my job. Like, this is how I support my family. This is how I put dinner on the food or like, like food on the table for, for my kids and my wife. Like, mm-hmm. and you're sitting here calling for my job when you're the one who fired Kenny Atkinson to get me hired. Yeah. It, like, it, it doesn't make any sense, bro. Like, and I feel like the only way to really put this away, and I don't think Kevin Durant will do this at all, but it's to apologize. And it publicly or non-publicly, it doesn't matter, but just have Kevin Durant apologize to you. I just don't see it happening, though, because he's still playing the victim right now, somehow, some way. Exactly, with the blame, hashtag blame KD tweet. Like, come on, though. Yeah. 
but um Wild. no i mean i think it'll be interesting to see how that uh how that relationship pans out throughout the year mm-hmm. because like obviously if you're steve nash you have to be professional about it and you can't just be like oh like screw you katie you took you did this like you guys are gonna have to both be men and, and grow on and move past it but I would definitely feel like I'd always have to be looking over my shoulder to see if Kyrie or Katie were up to something snaky behind my back. Dude, absolutely. Cause it's, I don't even feel safe from the GM and like Sean Marks, like got them all there. Like, I mean, like he's, everybody would have made that James Harden move. Everybody would have got Kyrie and Katie on the team. Like it just like in the moment, I don't blame Sean Marks for any of this. I blame a lot of it on KD and I feel like no matter what he says and like the victim role he tries to play, he knows that he has a lot to prove this year. He has a lot oh. to prove. He hasn't been healthy in two or three years for a full season. Exactly. No, I, I could not agree with that statement more, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But when it comes to like, like the regular season, do you think, do you see like Ben Simmons playing every game, Kyrie, especially, I don't know if he's going to take a week or two off because I actually see, I actually see Kyrie playing every game this season just because of that contractual obligation that he's trying to get next year because he only has one year left on his deal. I actually think Kyrie has a great, great comeback year type of type of vibe next year. Even though he did score sixty against Orlando, but he was so on and off last year for right. reasons. I mean, he didn't, didn't play for half the season because of the the mandate in New York mm-hmm. City and everything. So I get that. Um, it'll be interesting. I think, you know, like Stephen A has been talking up Ben Ben Simmons. He's like, I've talked to Ben Simmons so much lately. Like he says he can shoot. I say he can't, but he says he can, he just doesn't whatever, whatnot. Um, I, to be honest, dude, I could see Ben Simmons playing more than Kyrie just because I feel like Kyrie also has injury history mm-hmm. to where, um, you know, it was the knees, the ankles. And so I feel like he, and then like, even if not, you know, I feel like just history, like the, the past history just tells me he's going to take a week off or something. Absolutely. Like, I don't think that, I think like there's been two seasons out of his career. It might, I may be wrong on that, but it's something like that mm-hmm. uh, in his career where he's played more than 65 games. Yep. And that's, and, and that's like not even because he's been injured. It's also because he just takes time off for, for personal reasons, other stuff. And, like, I feel like Ben Simmons has been so publicly criticized and bashed over the past year for sitting out and not wanting to play in Philadelphia that he's going to have motivation to come back and be like, I was once in a, a first overall pick. Like, I have to come ball out. Like, I have to come show the Nets that I'm actually worth the contract they traded, traded for. Like, so um, – I, feel- I, would, I would bet my money on like Ben more than Kyrie. But then again, Kyrie's on the contract year. So he has mm-hmm. a lot to play for too. So yeah, I think that's, that's yeah, bro. I think that's, that's a one good thing going into next year's you have two questionable guys that actually do have a lot to prove. So I expect them to play well. I expect KD to play well, man. He's one of the best players in the world. My real concern with Brooklyn is their defense outside of Ben Simmons? I do not see another solid defender on their team. And this is a Ben Simmons is coming off a major back injury as well. I, 
when you have when you're running Joe Harris and Seth Curry and Kyrie Irving out there to guard all these special special guards in the league, I think you're going to have a lot of problems defensively. That is a that's a very good point. I mean, TJ Warren's a pretty good three and D three and D player, so I could see that one. But um, that's also a good point. I mean, they their offensive firepower is insane, but like they don't have much balance, which also like brought me back to like the thought of if the Grizzlies were to trade for KD, would I want to trade Bain or Jaren? Like, I, honestly, I don't want to trade either. I've talked to I've talked to Desmond so many times. It's nice. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, Trip is so good at defense. Like, he's our anchor. He's our defensive anchor. So like, it's yeah, no, that's that's a great point because if you like, they have Ben Simmons, but after that, there's not really another like defensive stopper on that team. Exactly, and he can't guard all five positions. Even if you like, they meet Boston again in the playoffs. Like someone's gonna. I mean, you throw Ben Simmons on Jason Tatum, but who the hell is gonna guard Jalen Brown? Yes, you can throw KD on there, but I kind of want to reserve him for offensive abilities because how much he struggled against Boston last year. So it's just, I'm not very true. Exactly, and like if I'm sorry if Ben Simmons is guarding Giannis in the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm taking Giannis nine times out of ten, and. Saying, especially if Chris Middleton's back. Like, it's just, I I think that the East up top is not as deep as it was last year, but honestly, it could be. I mean, I'd throw Philly in there, being able to beat Brooklyn right now, too. Miami, I would not, just because I think them losing P.J. Tucker and a slew of other guys is big for them. But there, there's a there's a few teams I have above Brooklyn in the East. What about you? Um, Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if I would throw Philly in there. Mm-hmm. But I do like the addition of P.J. Tucker up there. I think that's a great addition. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely throw, like, Boston above them just because they they have such a complete team up there. They, they're going to make another push for that finals run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, Milwaukee, man. I think Milwaukee probably would have beat Boston last year if they had Chris Middleton. I agree. So, because, um, I mean, dude, Giannis is just, like, he's a freaking nature, dude. He's He's insane insane so like like even you said you said you'd take nine nine times out of ten you're taking you on like ten times out of ten i'm taking you on like that dude (laughs) built different bro absolutely and Um, honestly like i feel like philly with their with their bench i feel like they're gonna go from one of the worst benches in the league to one of the best especially with d'anthony melton there as well they needed an energy guy off the bench and d-mail's gonna be able to provide that Oh, I agree so much, bro. And I actually have a I have a talking point going on Philly too. Right, so uh, I saw an article on Bleacher Report that kind of like made me think about this, and it said five coaches who are on the hot seat and number one or going into the season, like five coaches are on the hot seat going into the season. Number one was Doc Rivers up in Philly. Mm. So, and I can see why with the way they've with the way they've like like fell out in the last couple of seasons mm-hmm. um and like just like completely sucked in the playoffs but um what's what's your thoughts on that do you think if they have a do you think if they don't make it to the finals do you think he'll be out or what do you think like the what do you think the comfort level for him is to where if you get us here you won't be fired but if you fall short you're you're out i think He's under a lot of pressure as well, just because I think, like, I absolutely believe Philly could be a number one seed. That would not shock me at all. His first year there, they were a number one seed. People forget that because of how it ended. But 
I think they're going to be a really good regular season team, especially with seeing pictures of James Harden, how, how good he looks right now. He's going to be playing for a contract a couple of years down the line as well. So he has a lot to prove. Joel Embiid's going to be right back in the MVP conversation, but for doc rivers, if they don't have a deep playoff run after having a great regular season, I could see him already, you know, getting booted because especially like after the season, because I think that's very plausible that they get bounced in the second round. And if they get bounced in five or six again, then he's gone. Cause I, I, I really think this is the best roster Philly has had in a long time. Oh, I, I totally agree, dude. And like, I feel like this is a team that could actually like win the finals. Like you said, their bench depth is insane this year. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they traded a slew of it away to go get James Harden, but they really, they really upgraded it again in the offseason. Like, they did a really good job with that with trades and signings. So, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think Doc's a great coach. I would, if if I were the Lakers and he got fired from Philly, I would go hire him like on the spot. I would too. I would too. I think. <laughs> Doc Rivers loves LA too, man. I think exactly. Yeah, that that's that's the thing with him. How do you think Darvin Ham's gonna do for them this year? That's interesting. Well, I mean, I think if AD and LeBron are healthy, they're obviously gonna be better than last year. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how him and uh, Russ connect though, because like mm-hmm. he really like bought into Russ and said a lot of nice things about him in that introductory introductory interview. Mm. But like. I feel like Russ didn't buy in. I feel like he's not gonna buy in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm. I. I don't know. I think that the Lakers made a huge mistake this off season by not trading Russ for Kyrie because they wanted to hold on to those future draft picks. It's like, do you guys think you have LeBron for five more years? Like, yeah. you don't. You're in win now mode. Like, you should have traded that contract away because now you're going to lose them for nothing what are you going to do resign them no exactly and i think they're lucky as hell they got lebron on that contract extension because i mean all of his business are out there i think that was more of a personal decision for brian some obviously his kids go to school out there as well so it's just people were like like psychoanalyzing it as a basketball move i really did not see it as that at all because if i'm lebron i'm looking around the league the lakers are in one of the worst spots in the league right now they're they're handcuffed like you said they're unwilling to give up their future picks cuz they gave up so many of them in that rush trade which lebron pushed for over the demar derozan situation so it's just demar buddy healed and you could have kept caruso bro yeah bro like does doesn't did not make a whole lot of sense, but that one was that was bad, man. That was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Darvin Ham thing, like I, you're right. I think he he said everything right, and Russ has tried to say everything right, but Russ has a history of not not caring what other people think and just doing it his way. And it's it's got him an MVP, but it's not going to get him a championship at all. He exactly. He has so many great personal accolades, mm-hmm. but like his teams have always fell short, mm-hmm. and like. Sometimes you got to give to get, and uh, he's I don't think he's willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, bro. So. Um, do you have anything else, by the way? Uh, yeah, I have, I have two more things, man, but right, let's stay. Actually, we'll, both of them are about the Lakers, so that's perfect. Well, actually, kind of about the Lakers. So uh, did you see this Chet Holmgren thing? Yeah, I did see that come across my phone. I didn't read into it, but he got hurt in that program with Braun and them and Jamal, Jamal uh, Crawford's, right? 
he was guarding LeBron. It was his first time ever guarding LeBron. LeBron put his shoulder into his chest. He took a weird step back and tore, apparently tore ligaments in his foot. I'm sorry, Dude. bro. I'm trying to be serious. No, I know. It's, I'm trying to be serious. He's, he's, a, he's a toothpick with jump shot. Bro, he hadn't even played an NBA game. <laughs> He's already hurt. Tough scene. Exactly. Man. So if you're OKC, Bill, are you, are you concerned, man? Your first time guarding LeBron and you get hurt. What happens when you go up against Zion or Steven Adams? Or are you concerned if you're OKC's front office? Like, At- oh, do we make a mistake? Absolutely, because his shot blocking is supposed to be his best attribute coming out of the draft. He was streaky as hell on offense. Yes, he's a unicorn and can move all over the court, but his shot wasn't really consistent. And offensively, he was overall inconsistent. Defensively, he was absolutely insane. And when you're, I, I get LeBron James, you're not going to have to guard him every night, but there is Giannis's of the world. There is, like you said, uh, big <laughs> bruisers in the league like Steven Adams that you're going to have to face up to. So it's going to be – I'd be really concerned if I was him for sure. I would too. And like the crazy thing is, is he wasn't even like one-on-one. It was such a basketball play to where what even happened in the NBA. Cause like someone threw a turnover and he was running on transition, trying to like get back on defense and LeBron just big bodied him, you know? Like, oh yeah. So. I hope, I hope he's all right. Like I was just laughing because like we have like illustrated so many times how concerned we were about his no, fame. Exactly. No, I know exactly why you were laughing. Because we were, I mean, like even during the draft process, we were like, dude, I love his game, but like he needs to put more muscle on. Yeah. Facts. And it was, I hope the guy's all right, but exactly. I do too. He's, do. he's got a lot of hype to live up to. And it doesn't help when you're a prick and a lot of your interviews too. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Yeah. That is very true, man. He is cocky um, as hell. Um, so I'll end it on my last thing, but I have a question too. All right, um, your I want your NBA way too early awards. Who do you think is going to win MVP this year? I, I said it a month ago. It may be a homer pick, but it, it, it makes sense the more and more I think about it. I have John Morant. Jaron Jackson's not going to be there for the first month or so of the season. He's going to have – the points are going to have to be made up from from somewhere – much less you're losing DeAnthony Melton who can score off the bench. You're losing Kyle Anderson who can give you a little bit of points per game. So I think Jaw's going to have to be out of his mind just to keep the Grizzlies afloat for the first month of the season. And I think if he stays healthy the entirety of the season, plays more than 55, 60 games, he'll be right in that conversation. I'm going with Jaw. Realistic opinion, it's going to be one of those three guys that were in the top three last year, Giannis, Joel, or Nikola Jokic. So, but I, I'm picking John Morant because it's fun as hell. Dude, I love I love that one. I mean, I would love for Jaw to bring it home, bro. The city of Memphis would love that. That would nice. be so awesome, man. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like you said, realistically, I mean, if I'm if I'm gonna have to, I think I'm gonna go like uh Embiid. Mm-hmm. I think with with him and Harden having the whole offseason together, I mean Harden's been posting these like pictures in the gym. He actually looks like he's in shape, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what they can do, especially with him at the point spot. It's going to be – that'll be a fun team to watch, I think. I think he's going to be – and he's going to come out motivated. I think I personally, if I had a vote, I would have voted for him last year over over Yogi. But that's just me. Um, and I think he's going to come out motivated and pissed about that. So I think, I, I think he's going to win that. I agree, man. You can't go wrong with Joel. I, he would have gotten my vote as well, bro. Dude, yeah, he's, he's just a dog too. What about most Absolutely. improved? Um, most improved is interesting. I, 
I posted a uh, piece of content the other day. I said Jalen Green, but Ooh, I I could see Lamelo. I'm going to stick with Jalen Green, but I could see Lamelo with Miles Bridges gone. It's a kind of a similar to a Josh situation. He's going to have to be otherworldly to keep Charlotte even in the play-in talk. So it's going to be Lamelo is going to have and a third-year leap as well. I, I could see Lamelo Ball winning that. I like that one, man. I kind of like took a cop out. I said Jalen Brunson just because it's his first time starting in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be able to, to have good point averages and good assist averages up in New York. So a little bit of a cop out because like he's, he's his first time starting. So he's going to get more minutes, but I like that one. I like that pick. Dude. I absolutely love that. And a big market too. So a lot of eyes are going to be on him every night. Exactly. And RJ hasn't really played with a great point guard. And I think, it could be, it could work. You know, RJ's a good defender and he's Same never... with Julius too, because Julius, he can, he can catch those lobs that he'll just drive in and throw it up towards the rim, man. So exactly. I'm excited to see that, that combination. I think it'll be really interesting to see. Absolutely. Dude, I'm going to be tuned into a lot of Knicks games. I'll, I was down on them a little bit. And then now that I've more, I've thought about that Jalen Brunson thing. Look, the Knicks, Knicks are a desperate team, and I thought they, they've done the best they can in the circumstances. They still can take a big swing at Donovan Mitchell if they want. If not, they're going to be okay, too. I don't think they're going to be a championship contender or anything, but I think they've done the best they can to be competitive. Dude, I completely agree. And, like, when they first signed Jalen, I was so, like, I was like, that's a horrible signing. Like, I was like, I mean, he had a great playoffs, but, like, he's not that good. But then I started to think, and I was like, you know, the the way they space the floor, and I feel like Thibodeau can actually run an offense through Brunson. I think mm-hmm. that could be. I think that could be good. So, I'm excited to see that. Absolutely, man. Me too. I'm, I, I'm really excited for that, and hopefully, hopefully, Knicks fans can have something to be excited about, bro. But um, yeah, I'd love to see it for Stephen A. Yeah, and for sure. We don't even we don't even gotta do defensive player of the year and uh, coach of the year because I know uh, you're running out of time here. So no, we we'll, we can do it. We can get into it real quick. We got time. All right, all right. Say less. Say less. All right. So what do you got for D- DPOI, bud? Um, God, this this is a tough one. I'm gonna let you answer first while I think about it because I know you you came with these answers. Yeah, man, I got Marcus Smart repeating. Heard, love um, that, love that. Yeah, dude, I mean, he's just such a bulldog. He's so good. I love that a guard won last year. Um, if it weren't to be a guard, if I were to choose a big, I would probably go, like, Giannis. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I know Gobert's always in the talks, but I feel like with him, with them running two bigs on the court and Cat and Gobert, I feel like he's not going to be as much as a defensive presence. So, um yeah, I would, but I, I'm going smart, bro. I think smart's going to repeat. I, I love his game. I love his defensive tenacity, man. He's he's such a fun player to watch. So, yeah, I like both those answers. I, I'm I'm just going to lean towards the safe one. I'm going to go Giannis, but smart. I'd love to see him win it too. I, I love seeing guards win that award because it's not often that they do. Dude, I agree so much. And then last, yeah, I believe that's not, oh, no, 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 two more. So we got rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. This one's going to be interesting because I know that my answer is going to be different than yours. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the safe route. I've taken the fun ones in the first couple questions. But I'm going to take the safe route. Go Paulo. This because Orlando. He's going to have pretty much all of the touches there. The right. offense is going to be running through him. Similar to Cade last year. I know Cade didn't win it because Evan Mobley contributed to winning up in Cleveland. But I, I feel that Paulo Bancaro can have the numbers to win r- rookie of the year. I love that. I mean, I that's probably going to be the correct pick. 
I'm just like so high on Jaden Ivy, dude. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, love I love him it. so much, bro. I I don't know what it was. Just like I love watching college ball, dude. And when I would turn on every Purdue game, he was just so explosive. He was like John Morant in college. Like, yeah, I love the guy. I think he's gonna be so good in the league. And with him and Cade, and then they got Jalen Duran, they got Isaiah Stewart. Pistons are gonna be fun to watch, but mm-hmm. I love my rookie of the year pick, bro. That's who I'm taking for sure. I, I love that man and Jaden Ivy. You can't you can't go wrong with that. Hopefully, hopefully Detroit's can be a. I think they have a chance to have a winning record, man. So that's definitely going to help. If Jaden Ivy has a bunch of electrifying plays, it's not going to hurt either. And it'd be great someone out of the top three to win Rookie of the Year because that's that's rare as well. So well, he was four. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, man. So, um, and then coach of the year. This one's this one's tough. I'm I'm gonna dish it to you as well because I'm gonna think about that. Taylor Jenkins. Love that. Love that. I love. I think he should have won last year. I understand how Monzi did, but I still think the the improvement that the Grizzlies made from being a play-in team to go into the number two seed. I think he deserved it. Mm-hmm. I agree. And hopefully, dude, if he can win with Jaron being out and you know us losing the role players that we did, I think that that could go a long way. And like you said, man, Monty won it last year because of the previous year. So it's owed to Taylor for sure. I'm gonna make Lakers fans happy. I don't I don't know if the Lakers are gonna be any sort of contenders, but if Darvin Ham can get like a 50-55 win season with that roster. I, I would give it to him, man. I, I'm just going to pick Darvin Ham for the hell of it because I, I think that's hilarious to me. Dude, that's so true, too, because, like, you know, if the, if the Lakers are half decent, like, the media is just going to be riding them, bro. Absolutely, so, bro. That is, that is so true, man. And I'm so glad that you said that last answer because that brings me into my very last point, bro. I want to wish you a very happy holiday and all the basketball fans out there. It is Kobe Day. It's 824. Yes, sir. And that, uh, God rest your soul, man. Love you, B. And uh, that brings me to my last question, bro. What's your favorite Kobe moment ever? It's got to be him pulling the jersey sideways, bro. Because you see, you still see kids doing that uh, after he won. Uh, bro. Just him, him yanking that jersey. To hear that, or standing up on the scores table and that infamous picture of him with the ball in his hand. Like, I think Kobe. Well, there's so many moments with him. Personally, I, I was I got to see his last game in the Grizzlies whenever he played in Memphis for the last time his last year. I think that was dope. There's so many. I'm just gonna name a ton. But the his last game scoring, I think it was 60 he had in his last game. That was unbelievable as well. And like yeah. the thing that people don't understand about that night is Kobe's last game was on ESPN and Golden State on ESPN two was breaking Ch- the Chicago Bulls 72 win record. So they literally put Kobe's game on ESPN and you know, shifted the, the all-time <laughs> win record to ESPN2, which is pretty dope. I love that. R. I, R. Love that. I did not know that. That's something <laughs> I just learned. That's awesome, though, man. It's pretty dope. Yeah. What, what about you? So, um, I was gonna, I was gonna say like multiple too, man. I mean, like, there's just so many. It's like I remember exactly where I was, what I was doing when I saw it happen, like on TV or whether I was at the arena. I mean, like you said, I was at, I was at Kobe's last game in Memphis that he ever played. That was. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I remember sitting there taking Snapchat videos and everything like oh my god it's cool bro absolutely um, and then like his last game 
with with the jazz and he drops the mic and walks off bro and yes. drops 60 on him that was so sick dude for the win too like yes. that was the coolest thing i've ever seen man he was just throwing up shots that had no chance of going in and they were going in mm-hmm. like that was awesome but i think my all-time favorite man is like this is my second game that my second basketball game my mom ever took me to it was up in denver it was a playoff game. It was, uh, I think it was Western Conference Finals. I believe it was 2007 or eight. Mm-hmm. And I got to see Melo and Kobe go at it. And they both dropped 40 balls on each other. And that That's was awesome. so fun to watch. I mean, I was young, but like, dude, that is engraved in my memory forever. Like, I remember crying after the game because the Lakers won and everything. <laughs> but <laughs> That's but so dude, dumb, that was bro. so fun. That was, like, one of the best experiences I've ever had at a basketball game. So Absolutely, bro. I think that's a that's a great way to end, end it. Rest in peace, Kobe, and um, happy 824. I'm so glad you brought that up, dog. Yeah, man. Rest in peace and 820, happy 824 to you, too, brother. And, uh Thank you for having me on again today. I I appreciate it. And um, that was a great conversation. I had a great time, buddy. Dude, same here. And thank you for the support. And uh, I hope you have a great, great night, bro. Hey, you too, man. And uh, absolutely, bro. Congratulations again, bro. I'm so happy for you. And I know how hard you work and how much you love this. So everyone go subscribe, like the, like the vids, and like, let's keep grinding Jack's stuff up, bro. Come on. Let's get him up to a couple mil. <laughs> I appreciate you <laughs> so much. You're the best, bro. See you. Hey, anytime, buddy. I'll see you soon. All right, peace.